Alexandra Sokolov once said, I think all writers are always collecting characters as we go along. Not just characters, of course. We're collecting everything. Bits and pieces of story. An interesting dynamic between people. A theme. A great character backstory. A cool occupation. The look of someone's eyes. A burning ambition. Hundreds of thousands of bits of flotsam and jetsam that we stick in the back of our minds like the shelves full of buttons and ribbons and fabrics and threads and beads in a costumer's shop. Greetings cryptic fans, welcome to another episode of The Author's Journey, the podcast designed to help aspiring authors reach their full potential. We share tales of the highs and lows of the author's journey, from barely being able to spell to international bestseller and all the fun in between. If you want to laugh and learn, you're in the right place. A quick shout out to the loyal cryptic tribe for keeping the faith and listening to the show religiously each week. You make it all worth it. Big ups to you. This week we look at the direct method of characterization. As always, we start with the definition, then delve into how-tos and end off by examining great examples from literature. It's so cold where I am, so join me in pulling on thick winter socks so I can knock them off again with how great this week's content is. Firstly, a definition. Direct characterization is a literary device where the author tells the reader what the character is like by explicitly describing details. This is especially helpful when you have limited time or when you're expressing smaller characters. Now, be sure to use this very, very reservedly. Too much of a great thing is just shit. Before we go into the details of the direct method, you need to freshen up on your parts of speech. So here they are. A noun, the name of a person, place, thing, or idea, like man, John, happiness. A pronoun, a word used in place of a noun, she, we, they. A verb, a word expressing action or being, jump, is, write, become. An adjective, a word that modifies or describes a noun or a pronoun, pretty, old, blue, that kind of thing. An adverb, a word that modifies or describes a verb, an adjective, or another adverb. Gently, incredibly, well. Preposition. A word placed before a noun or pronoun to form a phrase, modifying another word in the sentence. It shows the relationship between the elements of a sentence. By, with, about, under, round, that kind of thing. Conjunction. A word which joins words phrases or clauses, and, but, because. Interjection, a word used to express emotion. Oh, wow, oops. Nautical, there are three articles, a, an, and the. There we go, parts of speech done and dusted. I devised two formula for creating a direct method characterization. The first formula is the adjective method and uses Proper noun, pronoun, verb, adjective. Okay, so you can replace the proper noun with a pronoun. A proper noun being John, Sarah, Michael, Gary. A pronoun, he, she, they. So let's state that formula one more time. The adjective method is proper noun slash pronoun, then a verb, then an adjective. Here's an example. She was intelligent. Now here the descriptor is intelligent. That's the adjective. You can make this more interesting by adding an adverb to modify the adjective. So you could say, she was fiercely intelligent. 
The first version was bland and far too generic. The second version starts to paint a real, much more vivid picture in our minds. Fiercely has a lot of connotations to the word. She's wild. She's brave. She's unashamed. She's intense. So, to be wildly, bravely, unashamedly, and intensely intelligent gives us a better sense of the kind of intelligence she has. In a few words, I start to paint the image of a character in your mind, and now everything she does will be colored by that lens. How great is that? The second formula is the adverb formula, and it goes proper noun slash pronoun, strong verb, adverb. Before I get into this, there's a difference between a weak verb and a strong verb, and you need to understand that. A strong verb is dance. It's active. It's passionate. There's a lot mixed into that. Was, is are weak verbs. So our adjective formula uses weaker verbs, but it has strong descriptions like the adjective. All right. So now think of a strong verb, slap on a great adverb to that strong verb, and boom, then your proper noun James or pronoun she, he can really get a good uh, descriptive sense to it. So here's an example. She danced wildly. The direct descriptor is wildly. That's the adverb, and it's the key word in the sentence. She danced wouldn't tell us anything about what she's doing. Everyone dances. Thank you, David Bowie, for that good, good reminder. Oh, yeah. So, here we see that she dances wildly. That really, again, the wildly brings up connotations. Think about things that are wild, like the wild, for example. Nature, it's crazy. Think about animals that are wild. Now you start to get a picture of how she's dancing, and it just really brings out the connotations. It paints a much vivid picture in your mind. The key to both methods is to follow the adjective or the adverb formula up with one of two things. Either a great description that really brings the picture home, or a metaphor that just embodies that picture in a way that is beautiful and can be articulated. Now, if you don't know how to do descriptive writing or how to look out and describe a metaphor, then then listen out for the shows where I delve deeper into those particular aspects. Or you can take a look at my blog, which delves deeper into them. Right. So a strong description or a powerful metaphor. And now what I will do is use a description for the first example and a metaphor for the second. Just so you can get a sense of what this looks like when you really bring it out into a particular text. She was fiercely intelligent. She would devour books on all subjects and memorize passages off by heart. During conversations, she would recite whole verses, leaving her audience half impressed, half jealous. There we go. The second and third sentences are actually descriptions of her fierce intelligence. We're building on that, right? And I'm telling you what she does and how it works. Brilliant direct characterization. Now for the second example, using a metaphor this time. She danced wildly. Her body was a fine oak tree her limbs flailing in all directions as though she were caught in a hurricane. 
Now, immediately you get a sense of how wildly she's dancing just by that description, right? It brings it out to the fore. And it's a lot more interesting to read than she danced. No one wants to read about that. She danced? Really? Come on, man. Come on. Where's your creativity? Now, here are some amazing examples from literature to show you what magic can happen if you get this one right. Example number one, The Old Man and the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. The old man was thin and gaunt with deep wrinkles in the back of his neck. The brown blotches of the benevolent skin cancer the sun brings from its reflection on the tropic sea were on his cheek. Everything about him was old except his eyes and they were the same color as the sea and were cheerful and undefeated. The author tells us the man was old, thin and gaunt. He then tells us he is cheerful and undefeated. Note that the direct method is seldom used on its own because it is not suitable as a singular technique. Use it in conjunction with the indirect method to really make it pop. The second example is from Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. Mr. Bingley was good-looking and gentlemanlike. He had a pleasant countenance and easy, unaffected manners. He was discovered to be proud, to be above his company and above being pleased, and not all his large estate in Derbyshire could then save him from having a most forbidding, disagreeable countenance, and being unworthy to be compared with his friend. The author tells us Mr. Bingley is handsome and gentlemanlike. He has unaffected manners and is proud. Therefore, in a very few short words, we have a good sense of his character. Now for the big takeaway. The direct method is where the author tells the reader how a character is. I've developed two formula for writing using this technique. The adjective formula, noun verb adjective, makes the adjective the central describing word, and the adverb formula makes the adverb the descriptive word. One is best used for nominal clauses and the other for verbal clauses. One describes how a character is and the other how a character moves their actions. For the best effect, accompany the formula you choose with a description or a metaphor. Also, practice like your career depends on it, because it does. You don't see ballerinas trying to pair away without practice, so you have no excuse. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to join the Cryptic Tribe, a not-so-secret society of anti-lame literature mafiosos scouring the earth of shitty writing. Also, we are the most awesome people on the planet, and who wouldn't want to be a part of that tribe? All applicants welcome, unless your goal is to birth trash writing. In that case, we will hunt you down to the ends of the earth. Do you hear me? The end, son. Anyway, for now, I bid you farewell, or as the fantastic Finnish say, Huvashti. <laughs>